0: Welcome to the BC Podcast, featuring a weekly message from Believer's Church in Warren, Ohio. For more information, visit www.believers.cc. We're starting a new series today, and I'm really excited about it. It's DIY, Building Better Relationships. And we're going to have a blast with this series. You know, when Gina and I were newly married, um, smeared a short time, I had this idea and I was convinced it was going to make me famous, and it had to do with my two favorite hot drinks. Um, My two favorite hot drinks are coffee plain, just black, and tea plain, and uh, I love them both. I'll drink coffee through the morning and afternoon, and I get into tea at night, and I just had this idea one day, and it it just came to me, and I thought, maybe this is God, and so I, I told my wife, and I said, honey, think about this. What if we took half coffee grounds, and half tea leaves, and we brewed a hot drink, and I said, I even have a name, I said, we'll call it cough tea, and I said, it's, it's just going to hit the country, and uh, we, we could even, I said, it may even go so far as they call it Joe cough tea, or Joe plus, I don't know what, what they're going to call it, but it's going to be something dynamic, dynamic, and she begins to laugh just like everyone else is, currently laughing. And I said, honey, why do you always hate? Why do you always try to keep me down? I said, I believe this is a God idea. So she said, well, why don't you brew some up? So I did. And it had a a different smell. It wasn't that beautiful smell of coffee in the morning. And I brewed it up and I said, why don't we drink it together? She said, no, you go ahead yourself. (laughs) And I'll I'll never forget that first sip. (laughs) I took that first sip. And it was so bad, I had to spit it back into the cup. And uh, that idea never went anywhere. And at that point, I discovered I'm not a DIY guy. I'm not a DIY inventor. And uh, there's a lot of other people that are just not DIY inventors, you know. And I want to just show you a couple of of these guys, a couple of their ideas. And here's the first one. And uh, I want to ask you a question. Have have any of you bought the backyard uh, fire pit that's... In a, in a grocery buggy. <laughs> I don't see that for sale on Amazon or anywhere else, guys, right? It just never took. How about this one? I like the scooter suitcase. Um, it looks like it should work, you know, in busy airports, but I've never witnessed anyone on one. I have never been able to buy one. This next one made me roll and laugh. Uh, somebody apparently thought that we, we, we could do without gloves, and they, come out, they came out with hander pants, and it's uh, underwear, for your hands, and, and uh, I can't find those anywhere neither, and uh, these guys are not DIY inventors, they really need a good team around them to come up with something that will work, just like I, I need a good team, and when it comes to relationships of any kind, here's what I discovered, if you DIY, you're gonna D-I-E, DIE. I mean, you're gonna die on the vine if you don't improve your relationships, and if you don't have relationships with people, and today, we're gonna deal with um, friendships. And we're just gonna talk about our friendships. And I would imagine so many of you in here have friends, you have close friends. Uh, but it's amazing when you study out the stats for the United States of America, it's, it's not that great. And I thought I'd just give you a snapshot of friendships in America. And we'll just begin with uh, the average Facebook user has about 130 friends. And I love social media. There's nothing wrong with social media. Um, man, if you, you're best friends with someone or you have relatives out of state around the world, you can share pictures, you can talk. It's, it's beautiful. But you guys realize these 130 friends aren't close friends. And uh, I, I know on, on my Facebook account, I have friends of friends of friends of friends. I don't even know most of my friends. I don't know who they are. But I think they want a lot of friends, so they invited me to be their friend and so on and so forth. And it's wonderful, but, but here's the problem. Social media, something like Facebook, has pulled us away from having face-to-face relationships. And it's hurt us. And what it's done is so many people have isolated themselves because they feel like this is all I need. Now, this is an incredible supplement. But we have a real problem in America. Take a look at this stat. This is for the guys, and, and, and I think all of us understand why this is. Ninety percent of American men say their best friend is their wife. And this is incredible to have your mate be your best friend. Um, I think everyone's mate should be their best friend. But for most of these, this is a result of not having any friends. In other words, it's in place of a best friend. So their best friend is their mate but they don't have a best friend of the same sex. And what we're going to find out today is it's impossible for you to grow spiritually to to your top spiritual growth, and it's impossible for you to be stable emotionally without a couple really close friends. And if you're here and you don't have a close friend, I've been praying hard for you for this weekend because I'm believing this is going to be the weekend where everything changes in your life. And for all of us that have close friends, this is all about us enhancing that relationship and understanding how to do it. But take a look at men and women. I thought this was interesting. 35% of people, male and female, say they don't have a best friend, which means they're not going to be able to go to the levels that God's created them to go. This is really important in our lives. So if you're sitting here and you say, I don't have a best friend, or I have friends, but We're not as close as we should be. I'd like to be closer. Uh, Here's the first thing we have to understand. The Bible teaches us, he that wants friends must show himself friendly. And if you're here and you say, man, I want some friends, I'm gonna show you this morning what people long for. I'm gonna show you this morning what everybody wants from a friend. And you and I can grow in this and become this very thing and it's going to change our very lives as we do it. And here's what I want you to walk out remembering today. Friendship is about giving, not getting. It's all about the golden rule, and all of us crave for someone in our life that is concerned about us as much as they are about themselves. We all crave for that. And so many of us don't have it. The heart of God is for us to have it. God created us to be very social beings. God created us To grow as a result of having close friendships. So if you're here and you don't have a close friend, I'm telling you, this is is your weekend to break out and to break loose. And for some of you, you're shy. For some of you, you have that kind of hermit personality. I tend to be more of a loner myself, and so I have to make notes and say, I'm going to reach out. I'm going to Uh, make myself go past my comfort zone and there's some of you that are very much like me most ladies you don't struggle with this but most guys we struggle very, very much with this and heart of God is for us to show ourselves friendly so think about it you're in church today here you are right in church and just walking up to one person on the way out and shaking their hands. And I know today will be awkward because, you know, you're like, well, that was a homework assignment. And so it's a little awkward. But, but think about it. Every week you're in here, there's someone in here that I believe God probably created to be your best friend. Think about connect groups. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Uh, you just go to a connect group and it just happens. You just run into somebody. Uh, I ran into someone in the lobby last night, two, two women, and uh, one was a regular here. She introduced me to her new friend. they have been friends three months, and it was so appropriate, you know, when they introduced uh, themselves to me, and she brought this woman to our church. This is this woman's second visit last night, and they met at a garage sale. The, the woman that uh, was new here, that uh, she had a garage sale. The woman from our church went. They, they hit it up. there best friends now, and it's amazing. I believe God has a best friend for each and every one of us. First time I tasted friendship, I was a senior in high school, and I had two best friends. Um, I, I grew up in Catholic school. I went through John F. Kennedy here in Warren, freshman, sophomore, junior year. Uh, I ended up my senior year transferring to Hallen, had an injury, and uh, couldn't play football my senior year, so I transferred to Hallen uh, because I had to pay my own tuition. And, and um, I made these two really close friends, John and John, both named John, and I had to have another surgery, and uh, I told these guys, hey, you won't see me in school in two weeks, I'm going to have a surgery, and they grunted like most guys grunt, okay, yeah, sure, and we went on, same thing I would have done, and, and uh, I had my surgery, I came out of recovery, I'm in my room, my mom and dad are visiting, my brothers are up there, they all go home, and I'm just sitting there by myself, and I was blown away. I heard a knock on the door, and then I saw John and John walk in. They brought some girls from school that I was friends with. They walked in. They came to the hospital to see me. I would have never thought to do that for them. And, uh, and they brought me a gift. And, and the gift was a bag of oranges. And, uh, you know, oranges were in season. And I figured they, one of them pulled it out of their mom's refrigerator. But still, they brought me a gift. And, and uh, we had the most fun time. But you know what? When they left, when they left, It was the first time I tasted true friendship. I thought, we're not just friends in school. We don't just hang out and and do things together. They really care about me. And that impacted my life. And at that point in my life, I thought, I can die for these guys. I mean, they care about me. And all of us know what that's like to have a friend like that. So what we want to do today is we just want to open our eyes up to the fact that friendship is about giving, not getting. It's the golden rule. And I came up with five things every one of us in this room crave. We crave these five things. All of us want these things from other people. And, and I'm convinced that if we grow in these things and we begin to give them out, we're going we're to pull friendships in like crazy. We're going to deepen our friendships. So here's, here's the first one. It's just simply that we want to be heard. And I didn't know how else to phrase that, but all of us want to be heard. Listen to this scripture, Philippians 2.4. Don't just think about your own affairs, but be interested in others, uh, too, and in what they are doing, and God's just asking us to focus on other people, want to hear what's going on in their life, want to listen, and I remember years ago, I had a mentor in my life at the time, and a friend, and every time I got on the phone with them, they lived out of state, all they would do is talk about themselves, and they would tell me everything they were doing, and and, and then I would tell them something about myself, and it'd be like one second of acknowledging it. Then they'd go on and tell me all about themselves. And, you know, this went on for a while, and I finally told my wife. I said, these guys, they don't, this guy doesn't care about me. I said, I'm going to stop calling him. I said, I'm just, I, it's not even worth calling him. And, you know, that's what a guy does. And and uh, Gina said, you should communicate. And I said, why? I said, uh, he should know better. She said, no, you should communicate. Tell him how you feel. So, so I said, all right, I'll call and tell him how I feel. So I did, and I used all the right words. You make me feel this way. Uh, instead of telling them, you do this, this is how you make me feel. And I did everything, and they acknowledged and they apologized. But then the next time I called them after that, it was all them again. They just talked about themselves, and, and, and anything I said, boom, and then, then I'd call them again. I said, I'll give it one more time. So finally, I told Gina, I did what you said. I communicated. It didn't work, so I'm going to stop calling them, and, and what happened there? Um, I got to a place in my life, because this, this was supposed to be a deep friendship. I got to a place in my life where I said, I, I want to be heard. Don't we all want to be heard? We want somebody to care about what's going on in our life, and we all crave that, and we all struggle with listening, don't we? Um, listen to this scripture. Uh, James 1.19 says, Dear brothers, don't ever forget that it is best to listen much, speak little, and not become angry. So we won't deal with the angry part, but the first two are really important. Listen much, speak little. I, li- I like the way the Living Bible translated that verse. And what God's encouraging us to do is listen more than then we talk. And isn't that something we all have to make a note we're going to do? Have any of you ever talked with someone, and after you're done talking, you you actually forgot their name, or you forgot what they said? And this literally happened to me. And uh, years ago, the church was like two years old, somewhere around two years. My brother Mike was our youth pastor. He was having his first uh, youth all-nighter at the church. And uh so I told Gene, I'm going to run over and meet some of the new people. So I run over to meet some of the new people, and a horrific thing happened to me. Um, I, I, I walk in, and I meet this woman, and and she's with her two students that are going to stay overnight, and uh, Mike lets me know, hey, her husband just died, and, and I wrote, to, oh, I'm sorry. And then we talked for another 10 minutes, and after talking 10 minutes, I'm just not listening real well, and, you know, I'm... 27, I think. And so after 10 minutes, I said to her, so what does your husband do for a living? <laughs> yeah. So she looks at me and she says, I just told you he died. I'm like, ah. Now my brother, Mike, he walked away and I saw shoulders moving. So he's, he's kind of, he's like, Joe, you, you messed this up. Uh, I'm walking away and I'm stuck there. And I felt horrific but it was a result of me not listening when I was communicating with someone. And I learned from that point on, that really helped me. I learned I have to listen better. So can, can we all agree we want to be heard? We, we want to we be heard. People want to be heard. How about this one? Uh, we want to be safe. Uh, we want our secrets safe. We, we want a relationship that's safe where whatever we share in that relationship, uh, we know they're not gonna tell another person on the planet. We know it's a safe relationship. And that's important to us. This is another true story. Um, years ago, Gina told me she's going to a wedding shower after Sunday church. She said, I'm going to go to a shower. I said, That's great, wedding shower. And I didn't hear her say it was a secret, uh, a surprise. And so church is let out, our second service, and I'm just shaking hands. And this girl comes up, and her, and her fiance, uh, and he's behind her, and she's first. And, I go to shake her hand, and you're just, you know, I'm just thinking, oh, this is a big day for you, and I, I said, hey, Gina's excited about that shower today, your, your, your wedding shower, and I just see this blank look on her face. She goes, what shower? And her boyfriend's behind her going, like this to me, saying, and so I figured out, this is a secret. So then I tried to, to brush over it. Oh, wait, that, that, was, that was our relative's shower. That, that's another shower, and so they, they walked on, and she, I found out later she, I blew the surprise. And uh, he gave me a look, though, on the way out when he turned around and looked at me. All of us want our secrets kept safe. Proverbs 11:13 says this, A gossip tells everything, but a true friend will keep a secret. Isn't it true that we want a couple close friends that whatever we tell them, we know they're not going to tell another living soul on the planet? And you know what? your friends are looking for that in you. They want to be heard. They want that relationship to be safe. They want their secrets kept. And when you and I can make a relationship safe, that is going to be a deep friendship. And I have some friends like that. I can tell them anything. I know they're not going to tell their wives. I know it's just them and I No one else is ever going to know that. And for us guys, don't we need somebody we can open up with that we know this is a safe place to open up and we know no matter what we say, it's going to stay between the two of us. We we crave that. How about this next one, loyalty? Um, All of us crave loyalty. And uh, this is a true story. There's this German shepherd named Captain. And uh, Captain's master died. And uh, they had the funeral. And they allowed Captain to go to the graveside uh, part of the funeral. And so captain's there, and, and then they the, the, the wife and the kids bring the dog home. That night, he escaped, and uh, he didn't come back the next day. He didn't come back the next day. He didn't come back the next day. So they assumed he just ran off, that something happened to him emotionally. So about two weeks later, they decided to visit the gravesite, put some flowers on the gravesite. When they went to the gravesite, they saw that captain was laying on the the grave of his master, just laying there. And they found out he laid there day and night. He'd take off to find some food or something to drink, but day and night he laid on the grave of their master. Do you know they took him home, and that night he snuck out again, but then he came back in the morning, and for months, every night he would run off and lay on the grave of his master, and then he'd run back to the house in the morning. Can all of us agree that's a picture of loyalty? That's absolutely amazing. And every one of us are looking for a friend that's going to be that way with us, someone that will walk with us through thick or thin. That's what we crave. We, we crave safe relationships. We wanna be heard, and, and we want people to stick with us through thick and thin. And if you wanna grow your friendships, these are three things that will change everything. L- listen to this scripture. It's Proverbs eighteen twenty four, and it reads like this friends come and friends go but a true friend sticks by you like family and we know how family when family's normal won't family walk through us walk through anything with us and some of us we have family and that's incredibly good but we also need a couple good friends that are going to be loyal and we need to be that friend to people people are craving that i want you to think about some of the non-christians that you know Maybe some of the non-Christians that you have friendships with. And I just want you to think about how we can impact their lives when we allow them to be heard, when we're safe, and when we're loyal. How about this next one? All of us, every single one of us, desire to be accepted. I mean, that's a big deal. With all of our flaws, all of our weaknesses, all of our mistakes, isn't it awesome to know that we're loved and we're accepted, no matter what. That people love us, they accept us, they care about us. And when you and I can h- be that for another person, it endears their hearts to us. This is probably one of the number one reasons that young men join gangs, because they want to be accepted. They, they want that acceptance no matter who they are, no matter what they are. They want to know people love me, people accept me, for who I am, and I like this scripture. It says, overlook an offense and bond a friendship, fasten on a slight, and goodbye friend. And this is true not only for offenses, but it's just true for being accepted. I have some friends that when I'm with them, I know that they just love me for who I am. They know I'm imperfect, they know I have flaws, but they accept me like my mom does, and that's pretty cool. And all of us need some friends that are that way, that love us that way. And all of us need to develop ourselves to become one that accepts. And this last one is really important to me because all of us need someone that can speak into our life. You know, the Bible teaches us that iron sharpens iron. And this last one is honesty. And you need a friend that can look at you And say, I see an area in your life that's out of whack. You're getting off track. I can see that you need some help in this area of your life. This is really, really precious. But can all of us agree that if a person isn't safe, if a person doesn't accept us, if if we don't know that they love us, we'll never allow them to speak into our lives. But when we have a friend that's that's that close with us, we long for them to be honest and i think this is an impressive scripture proverbs uh, 27 5 says this open rebuke is better than hidden love wounds from a friend are better than kisses from an enemy and you know you would always think kisses would be better even from an enemy but the bible says wounds of a friend are really good so i want i want to ask you a question do you have someone in your life that can look you in the eyes and and say to you anything that needs to be said and are you the type of person that will examine what they say and and, and ask yourself if this is this right or wrong because we'll never grow to our full spiritual and natural potential without someone in our life that can be honest with us and if we don't have that I know I can tell you my wife can tell me everything that I need to hear but I don't always listen to my wife Um, not that I don't want to, it's just for some reason, you, men, we, we need another guy that we're close to that can look us in the eyes and speak to us. So uh, years ago, you know, we, we went through a tough time as a church. We had, we had a, a church split, and it really impacted my heart, and it brought me to a place of, 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 of much fear and, and much hesit- hesitancy. I was very hesitant, and uh, it was a couple years into that, past it, And I just really struggled with going forward and struggled greatly with vision and launching vision, had a lot of apprehension. And I was sitting with one of my best friends, uh, and many of you know him, uh, Mark Pagley. And Mark was our youth pastor for 17 years, and uh, now he pastors in Arkansas. And he was up here hanging out, and and I had him doing some things here at the church for us. And... uh, we're just in my office talking and, 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 and he cracked the whip, but he did it nice, so respectful. But uh, it was a wound that, that I needed and he looked at me and he said, you know, I worked for you for 17 years. And he said, you're not the Joe I once knew. He said, you, you are nothing like the Joe I knew. He said, the Joe I knew, all he cared about is what God called this church to do and he would rush any mountain and he would go for it, and he didn't care if he failed or not. He had no fear. He said, you are so full of fear. It could hurt. But you know what? Him and I have a safe relationship, and, and I know I'm accepted with him, and there's deep love in that relationship. And I was able to just look at him and say, you know what? Right when he said it, it just went right into my heart. I said, you know what, that hurts, but you're right, and it's amazing. My wife had told me the same thing so many times, and I just, I just fluffed it off. That's just my wife. What does my wife know, you know? Um, and I respect her dearly, but you know how us guys are. And, and, and here's my friend uh, who, who is a dear friend who used to work for me, but now, now we're not in that relationship anymore, and we're best friends and he speaks that into my life, and you know what it did? It rocked my world. It changed me, just a word from a friend, and that night I laid down to go to bed, and those words just stirred around inside of me, and they broke things loose, and I came out, and I I called Mark the next day, and I said, I want you to know, I said, God broke something inside me because of what you spoke to me, and I said, I want to thank you for that, and I could share other stories around other things with other friends where their honesty shook me and freed me. And all of us need that person in our life. And uh, all of us need to be humble and realize there's some things we're doing wrong, some things we don't know, some things we don't understand. We, got, we have to have some friends that can look at us and say, you're off track, man. You, you need to get back on track. And I don't believe... I would be where I'm at today because everything changed now I'm ready to take all kinds of mountains and all types of hills and 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 I have that faith and that that confidence back but I needed a friend to whip it into my life and to speak those words into my life and and I often wonder how many of us are held back because we haven't opened up our hearts to those relationships we don't have somebody that close into our lives and some of you are sitting here saying Pastor Joe I want a friend like you're describing, and and you know what? I prayed my heart out for you this week, and it's going to come into your life. If you want it, it's going to come into your life. But remember this, he that wants a friend must show himself friendly, and I want you to make a decision today. You're going to reach out, and not just because you need a friend, but you're going to reach out because other people need you, and they need you to speak into their lives, and they need you to help them get to where God wants them to go. And I'm convinced I can never get to the potential God wants me to be at if I don't have those people in my lives speaking to me. And I'm convinced it's the same for every single one of us in this room. I am so excited about watching all of us go deeper in our close friendships that we already have and watching so many of us, guys, so many of us developing friendships. I'll tell you a story. There was a guy that was in my connect group a while back, my disciple group, and his his heart's cry was, he said, I don't have a best friend. And I didn't bring this up, he just told me I don't have a best friend. And you know, just because he came into that group, God hooked him up with somebody and they're best friends to this day. And I really believe when we just step out, we get into environments, we begin to talk, God's gonna bring those people into our lives. Let's pray, guys, let's close our eyes, let's bow our heads. Lord, I've done my best to teach the scriptures. I thank you for this incredible group of people. And Lord, for many, they have close friends. And Lord, I thank you that you encouraged us today to go another step higher in giving out, in listening, and accepting, and being loyal. And I thank you for that, Lord God. We all thank you for that, Lord God. And Lord, all of us are going to, joy to join together in prayer right now. If there's anyone in this room, Lord, that doesn't have a best friend, we want to hook up with them right now. Guys, would you pray with me and hook up with me? If you're here and you say, Pastor Joe, I don't have a best friend, I, I need that best friend. Maybe you lost your best friend. You say, I, I lost them. They moved or they died, and I need that best friend. Uh, we're going to come into agreement with you right now that God's going to bring that into your life. And, Lord, that's our prayer. And if you're here and you say, I don't have a best friend, just say, Lord, I I want a best friend. Lord, I'm going to begin to smile. I'm going to begin to shake hands. I'm going to begin to reach out to find out who that person is. And, Lord, we all come into agreement right now for these people that from this day forward, you're going to give them the closest friends they've ever had, Lord God. And we thank you for doing that. And, Lord, for all of us, we ask you to help us become these five things and become a friend. That's closer than a brother, Lord. A friend that is safe. A friend that accepts. A friend that's loyal, Lord God. A friend that is honest. and We thank you for that, Lord God. So much. And heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you're here and you're not sure if you're forever, I want to just take a moment and I want to pray with you. Right now, I'm not asking you to join our church. I'm not asking you to join a religion. I'm not asking you if you grew up in a Christian church. I'm not asking you if you were water baptized as a baby or an adult. Those are all great things. But here's what I'm asking. Can you remember a day in your life when you made it personal, when you made it real with Jesus? When you said to Jesus, I believe you're the Savior and I make a decision today to follow you. You know, the Bible says whoever calls on his name, he'll save them whoever believes, he'll save them. And if you're sitting here and you say, Pastor Joe, I've been in church my whole life, but no one's ever confronted me with that. But right now I'm sitting here and I believe and I I want to give my heart to Jesus. I want to follow him. You know, the Bible promises us he'll wash our sins away. He'll change us from the inside out. He'll give us hope. He'll give us peace. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you're here and you say, that's me, would you pray with me right now? Everyone else in the room, would you help them pray? And simply say this after me, say, Lord God, I know I'm a sinner. I repent for all my sins. And this day, I give my heart to Jesus. Jesus, I believe. I make a decision today to follow you. I declare that you're my Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the BC Podcast.